Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum designed for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. everyone welcome to another edition of the Coles brown show right here on the black college sports network yours truly Coles brown here's what's coming up on the guest menu charles Edmond joins as special guest co-host first guest of today's show will be coach eric dooling head football coach at southern university then following coach dooling southern university football player gary qualls jr he joins the Coles brown show for the first time then in hour number two, Coach Van Petaway, as we talk some NBA basketball. And then last but not least, Associate AD at Fort Valley State, Willard Brown. Here's simply what's trending on the Carlos Brown show. The SIAC football predictions are out and leading the way is Benedict uh, College. Predictions are just that. It'll be one on the field, but defending SIAC football champions, Benedict College. Also, Jaguar fans of Southern University Athletics released a video on how to access your Ticketmaster's account for football season tickets. And that's been a project that has finally uh, been started. That's simply what's trending on the Coles Brown Show. Introduce special guest co-host, Charles Edmund. Charles, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, Carlos Brown. Good morning to you. I'm uh, feeling uh, very uh, good today. One day at a time. One day at a time. Um, 
we're going to introduce, because his time is precious, I understand, and um, celebrated a birthday yesterday. Hey, that's always important. Coach Eric Dooley will, will join us, uh, Southern University uh, football coach. And um, it'll be year two for Coach Dooley. Wow, the, Coach Dooley's always dressed, even on interview. Coach Dooley, good morning. Do you <laughs> ever dress casual? <laughs> Uh, he's, he's he's trying to uh, get in. Coach Dula, how you doing? <laughs> Coach, can you hear me? Good morning. Can you guys hear me? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Coach Dula, I was just I can't saying. Hear you guys. Oh, uh oh. Well, let's. Uh, maybe we need to take a quick time out. You, you still don't hear me? Okay, well, what we'll do, well, maybe we won't take a timeout, but uh, Coach Julie, we'll, we'll get him back uh, joining us here on, on the Carlos uh, Brown show. Um, but you the had guess- an interesting point there, Carlos, talking about how well he's dressed. I want to talk to him about his uh, attire for media day, which is coming up in 10 days. Well, I'm sure it's going to be outstanding. <laughs> I, I, I know he works out and, of course, doing practice. Um, but most of the time you see him, he's, he's dressed down. Yeah. Really. So, um, we're, we're transitioning to get him on. Uh, he couldn't hear us. Uh, producer today, uh, Brian Fulford will, will get us straight, but, uh, yeah, SWAC media day fast approaching SIAC football predictions are out. No, no surprise, um, Charles Benedict College picked to uh, win it all, and then Albany State, also a, a program that's very good and will challenge. Yeah, uh, Albany State, by the way, is uh, coached by uh, Quinn Gray Jr., who was a quarterback's coach at Alcorn uh, for for a short period of time. So he got he got that gig, and he and a couple a coach or two has left uh, Alcorn. As a matter of fact, uh, one of our defensive coaches left recently to join his staff. So a little bit of swag flavor over there in the, in the SIAC, especially at Albany State. Albany State, Benedict, of course, Chennis Berry, uh, former associate head coach at Southern University, now at Benedict, and then has that football program rolling, Charles. Have, yeah. Have him rolling. Um, you, you know, we don't talk enough. I, I know we talk a lot about the SWAC and we talk mainly SWAC and MEAC, but I tell you what, I watched at the SIAC media days and there's some pretty good talent over there. We don't talk mm-hmm. about it a lot and it's just, it's good football, you know, a lot of East coast flavor. And so it's, it's definitely something worth watching a lot of good talent on, on that side over there. We don't talk about it a lot, but it, it definitely has my respect. And I, I would just love to see, Maybe, you know, somewhere down the road, if we can, you know, play some of those schools, you know, you know, some of those schools on that side. I know that's probably tough logistically. Maybe FAMU does it, I'm sure. Maybe Alabama State. But I like to I like to see more of those matchups because I think it's some really good football. Well, and two, I, I think and not speaking for for the fans, but they probably would be more interested in those type of matchups when you can uh, get them. Um, because, you know, playing like, for example, Lincoln University out of California, 
they're on several um, SWAC football schedules this upcoming season. And, um, you know, football coaches should have a uh, input on, on the schedule, but it's the director of athletics that helps puts, puts it together. And so, I, I, you know, I think they would, would love to see those type of games. What we'll do, we'll take a quick timeout. We're, I'm not giving up. We're going to get Coach Dooley on. So we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational. Powerhouse intelligent and sincere that's the voice you need for your creative marketing process k-e-a-v-e-r-s-v-o-i-c-e.com covers voice covers voice covers voice.com always on all the time this is the dean of the college of hbcu sports kenyatta cavill of dr cavill's inside the hbcu sports lab with mike washington and charles bishop Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407 407- Four nine four one four seven one, thamptonlaw.com. Majesty is a premium health and wellness tea line focused on bringing delicious yet healthy tea blends to the community. Filled with an abundance of vitamins and antioxidants, we work to blend teas with exotic spices and fruits to produce scrumptious and wholesome beverages. So check us out at mymajesties.com. That's M-Y-M-A-J-E-S-T-E-A-S. My Majesties, an Urban Passport member.
Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Charles, and you see, I've thanks to Brian Fulfer, we've added different uh, bands. That was, if I'm not mistaken, by the grin on your face, the smile. I'd be objective, but I just seriously just believe that the human <laughs> jukebox is number one, but we've added some other bands. Um, also, um, we're working to get Coach Dooley back on um, on the show. Chuck Hunt, good morning. Good morning to everybody checking in from Monroe, Louisiana. Um, Jay Lawson, good morning, Carlos and Chuck and guests. Good morning. Pleasure to have you on. Well, you know, Charles, you look at the, the, the band, you look at SWAC Football Media Day, other uh, other conferences are getting ready to have their Football Media Day. It's now truly football season. It's, it, it, it's, it's here. It is here. We've had some media days already. Um, there's what, like I said, I, and I want to, I want to make a correction because I, I actually got the SWAC Media Day wrong i thought swag media day was coming up this tuesday the 18th it's actually mm-hmm. on the 25th and i told some people that and they they argued me down and i was wrong so i i was uh, incorrect on that so swag media day is the tuesday after next on the 25th so i apologize for the wrong information and i did even on your show i said it was coming up in uh, 10 days or a week and a half whatever it's actually on the 25th so a week a week after next but yeah i mean i'm i'm anxious to see carlos for Swag Media Day, the type of interest, I mean, well, first of all, the football piece, Jackson State, the defending champs, uh, they look different. New coach, 50, over 50 players left that program. What T.C. Taylor has to be able to rebuild that program, and I think rebuild is kind of the word because a lot of talent walked out the Peyton Complex, first-year coach. Can they can they get it done? I mean, T.C. Taylor's name has come up for the head coach of Jackson State for a long time. You know, when these positions came open, his name always seemed to be near the top of the list. So I'm anxious to talk with him. Can he defend the championship? We'll see with the different pieces that he has. Um, but for as far as media day is concerned, I'm anxious to see the level of uh, input as far as the media types. We all know the last couple of years it was overflowing. And the commissioner said that even though Coach Sanders is no longer at Jackson State, and that was kind of the drawing piece, we all understood that. Will there be the same type of, of intensity in terms of media coverage, podcasters? I'll be there. Um, I'm going to do a video and as well as the audio piece. I'm, I'm just anxious to see, are you going to get that same type of interest? So I'm, 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 in, I'm interested to see that, as well as the different storylines across the league. New quarterbacks, Southern, Alcorn, Jackson State. Um, and I'm just anxious to see how it's all going to come together, what the coach is going to tell us, because I think it's going to be another intriguing year. Can Florida A&M finally get over the hump in the East? The West is wide open. You know, you got Andrew Body, a three-year starter at Texas Southern. That defense is pretty good. Can the offense get it going? Um, just a lot of good stuff. I'm anxious to see that. Well, I think the interest will be there. There was interest and excitement before Coach Sanders, <laughs> and it will be excitement 
host Coach Sanders. And with that being said, let's um, introduce Coach Dooley again, and um, let's see if we've worked out the uh, the little kinks. Coach Dooley, good morning. Can you hear us? Good morning. I can hear you guys, but it's extremely low. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry, Coach. Um, the volume. I, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can. It won't. It wouldn't allow me to log back on on my computer. So I'm gonna try to do it again. I just. But I, I can. I can. I can hear you guys. All righty. Well, we, we appreciate the time. I know you're busy. Uh, earlier, I said that coach Dooley is there a time that you never are just dressed down to the to the tea and we also talked about happy birthday to you uh, you celebrated birthday yesterday appreciate it. thank you guys uh, I apologize for the phone I, I definitely like using my computer but I'm trying to see if I can get it to log on it wouldn't log on my computer so I just went with the next best thing opposed to holding you guys up well, we, we could, if you would like, tr um, try it again and, and bring you back a little later. You just just let me know. Um, I, I, I've kind of lost it at why um, it, it's not working for you, but um, we're on a new platform, StreamYard, and we've had plenty of success with it. Um, but just at any point, Coach Dua, just let me know if you, you, you want to um, – come back on or if you have problems hearing me. Um, I, I wanted to uh, talk to you about in, entering year two of uh, heading the Southern University football program. Uh, is Are you more comfortable or are just your thoughts on entering year two? Well, I'll, I'll tell you the answer to that question uh, straightforward. I was comfortable when I accepted it. <laughs> it's just some things we definitely have to work out in. And I like the direction that we're trending in right now. Uh, of course, I feel good about the team where we are. I felt good about when I came in. Uh, I do understand the uh, the magnitude of, of taking over a program such as Southern University. So I was comfortable when I accepted because I know uh, where I got my answer from. Well, let me ask be a little bit more specific. Year two, you were comfortable coming in, but there is more excitement coming into year two because you've added pieces to, to, to your uh, um, football team, and, and quite honestly, from the outside looking in, um, you've added a, a lot of good pieces, and this team, once again, is uh, ready for a, a championship run. No no doubt about it. Uh, I, I do feel, uh, I, I guess it's kind of hard to put uh, words to uh, what we feel like and how we feel. You know, there's always some things you have to iron out and, and put the way that you would see them, but uh, I thought we kind of did that when we first got in. Now, <clears throat> I think you're just going to see, uh, just, you're just going to see the, the ability now of, of what some of these guys are really capable of. I think some of the guys are, uh, players are more comfortable now within the system, within the coaching staff. Coach Dooley, your staff, you, you had to, to make some hires. Are you at the point now that Southern University will have an announcement on some additions to your staff? Uh, my staff is completed. Uh, just waiting on some uh, minor pa paperwork to go through, but uh, my staff is completed. Uh, we're, we're ready to go. Uh, of course, 
once camp kick in, we'll everybody be there. We're visiting with Coach Eric Julie, head football coach at Southern University. Um, you look at the quarterback play, and I know that's a question that you've probably been asked uh, a lot lately. Talk about the quarterback room this year. Um, how do you? What are your thoughts on, on the quarterback room? Well, we, I, I think we have a lot of talent in there and, and we'd have it in all different phases. We have some um, guys with um, that has gotten some experience uh, that brings talent to the board. We got a couple of uh, we got a transfer that came in that bring experience. Uh, and we got a couple of I say some young guns that's ready to go and, and chopping at the bitch, ready to get an opportunity. So uh, and, and it wasn't just a quarterback room to me. I, I wanted every room that we have to be competitive. And I I think that's what uh, the assistant coaches had an opportunity to go out and do. And, and I think we made every uh, room competitive, whether we had a good player there or not. It didn't matter. Oh, I think we lost that coach dealer. We'll, we'll get him back in a second. But the, uh, oh, there we go. He, he's back. Coach Dula, can you hear me? Okay, I'll tell you what, Coach Dooley, log out. Try log log back in. Um, Chauncey was talking about the quarterback room, and um, he seems to to feel like, and, and he made the statement that you know not only just the quarterback room, but also when you're looking at other rooms to improve. But that quarterback room, it, just in my opinion, it, it's it's a it's it's a lot more talent there this year o overall. Yeah, I mean, especially when you have a guy like uh, Willie Totten leading the way as a quarterback's coach that kind of knows the position and, and knows what that looks like. I mean, you've got a lot of talent there, as, as, as he mentioned. You've got some experience in the conference with Bowden. You've got blood. And, and obviously, kid, we talked to last week that uh, the UAB transfer that, that has some uh, FBS experience. Well, I, you know, but for me, Carlos, I, I think because – you're still trying to figure out the quarterback position. I think this is a case for a number of our teams. If, let's talk about Southern, obviously. The defense last year, um, and I just remember the Bayou Classic, how Southern's defense just turned it on and created turnovers and created opportunities. I think Southern's defense, to me, is going to have to be the one that's going to have to really get kind of set it up for their offense as they try to figure out that quarterback situation and the continuity, as our own Jamie Walker said last year, the continuity in that position, how the defense is going to step up. That's what I was going to ask Eric Dooley about. We all know about the quarterback room, but what about the defense and how that how that is locked and stocked? That that's kind of what I'm interested in. Get his thoughts on the defense because I do think that for a number of our teams, I think all four and two with Tyler making at quarterback and trying to work through that, our defense played well last year towards the end. Southern's defense played well, especially in the Bayou Classic. The SWAC championship game was obviously another story, but I thought Southern's defense really stepped up. So I'm, I'm anxious to get his thoughts on that when he comes back on, how his defense is looking. But I think the quarterback, quality and quantity, he's got a lot of that. It's just a matter of working through it, whichever one leads the way going into that first game against Bama State. I think that that's the one that will go with, and there's a lot of good options there. Well, and, you know, you look at that defense on top three in the conference last year, um, in the top five in FCS as far as uh, 
forcing turnovers. And so uh, just on paper, the, the additions that they've added, particularly across the defensive line, if they were pretty good last year and the pieces that they've added this year, I think the defense will be in the top five again. Just, just my uh, pr- prediction. Um, you look at uh, Kelby Givens, played as a freshman last year at, at defensive end, but he played inside as well. Now at, at defensive end, Joshua Donald, another young player in, in uh, Jaguar Nation. If you remember, uh, number ninety-eight, he played well in the LSU game. You know, had a sack, tackle for losses. Um, then you added um, Zachary Christian from Liberty, Jelani Davis um, from Juco and Jackson State, um, Rasheed Lyles, uh, Lyles, who transferred in from Louisiana Tech. They've added the pieces. Then, of course, that linebacker, you got Jalen Campbell, uh, Derek Williams, then Mike Jones, who we interviewed on, on this show. Then on the back end, of course, you got – Christian Davis, who we interviewed on this show, uh, Rodney Johnson back. You got Jordan Carter from um, Bowie State, who played last year. And then also you got Demetrius Marcel, who by all accounts on, on paper, this guy was All-American at, at Bowie State, Division II All-American. So the injury bug got him. So so defense, and just in my opinion, they've done, they did well, and they've added uh, pieces. I, I guess a quarterback room is always going to be gets it's going to get most of the conversation. But offensive linemen, uh, this past week, um, we looked at uh, Kyrie Wade, who got a six year of eligibility, transferred in from Grandma State, was a starter, and uh, went down with an injury. So he's back. So offensive line again, as I, I stated on on the show this past Monday, Golden Boot. The pieces, in just my humble opinion, pieces are there to make another run. It's a matter of the, though of get getting it done. Um, you look at Southern schedule, open at Alabama State, less than fifty days away. Then your home opener, the Pete Richardson Classic against Jackson State. Then you got Alabama A and M. Then you got FAMU. So we'll know right off the bat. You can't duck any competition. That month of September will tell the story. And then, Charles, when we look at some of the other teams in the conference, they may be better. Their record may not indicate it. But for the first time in a few years, Southern University, uh, they're not playing up. And and their toughest games, and and all of them are tough. you got to win the week. 90% of those games are at home. So, expectations are always high and it's always high at Southern University. Month of September will tell us a lot. Well, you know, when you talk about the defense and I think a number of our teams defensively kind of stood out, especially towards the end of the year, Alcorn holding Jackson State to one of their lowest point totals at the end of the season. You talked about that defense of Southern University. I I posted a tweet, Texas Southern's defense in terms of FCS stats were, were, were pretty stocked. It got me thinking, I wonder, is this going to be the year of the defense in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, where you're not going to get the prolific 40, 35, 40 points a game type of team. You're going to get more lower scores, lower scoring because of the continuity at the quarterback position, where defensively 
you can have a lot of individual standing out. This could be a, a grind mile type of conference this year on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'll can, we'll get the thoughts at media day, but just because there's a lot of continuity at the quarterback position, you just don't know. Southern, Alcorn, Jackson State, um, you, Valley, Bethune Cookman. I mean, just there's how many teams in this league right now have an established quarterback that you can say is ready to go week one. We, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. So I think FAMU is one. FAMU is one. Um, maybe Prairie View. Um, maybe. I mean, so I think defensively, I think that's where you gotta you gotta make your money early in the season. Get off the field. Let your offense kind of figure it out. Let your quarterback figure it out. I mean, you you talked about Southern schedule. Look at Alcorn's schedule. We open up against a USM team that's not your typical USM team. They made it to a bowl game. Coach Hall's got that program uh, on the ascend. Then you've got Stephen F. Austin coming out of that. So the first two weeks are going to be really, really tough for the Braves as we try to figure out with Tyler Macon and that offense, which, by the way, I think will be very much improved. But still, you got to work through that continuity. So I think – and our defense was really good. It, start, it struggled at the, at the start of the season against Tulane, wasn't great, but then got better as the year went on. So I, I would say, Carlos, that look for some lower scoring games maybe, look for some defensive standouts early in the season as these offense, offenses figure it out. Well, that's going to be interesting. If that happens, we'll be able to look back at the uh, at, at later in the season to say, wow, you know, defenses have improved but i also would think a factor would be because you have so many teams breaking in new quarterbacks and then too offensively will you see more of an emphasis or a shift to running the football and then too what offenses will be balanced you know i know in this league the last few years has been a lot of scoring a lot of points but I definitely think offenses that are balanced give defenses much more to worry about than being just a good at a throwing the football or B just being able to run the football. I always believe in balance. And I think that gives defenses more to worry about and more to be concerned with. We're going to take another timeout. We'll update you on the status of uh, Coach Dooley. We'll see if we'll have to maybe reschedule him. Um, it seems like it's on Coach Dooley's end. But we'll, we'll we'll give you an update on that. Also, Gary Qualls, Jr. You remember that name from Alabama A&M, transferred into Southern University. Another weapon offensively. Running my, back? Yeah, but, but my question is running back, but also – I got him listed as running back slot receiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're going to be so creative with those, yeah. those guys. No pressure. No pressure on the quarterback when you have a lot of talent around. I don't need the quarterback to have to throw 70 times a game to win. When you got weapons all around you, it helps make his job a little bit easier. Take a timeout. Update on Coach Julie. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. 
After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy. Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get him. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper Bounty picks up messes quicker And each sheet is two times more absorbent So you can use less He's an eight He's a nine Bounty, the quicker picker-upper From novice to aficionado Find yourself here High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
Welcome back to the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. VW, I hope that satisfies you. You know, VW is a tough, tough critic. He likes his his three bands are Southern, Southern, <laughs> and Southern. <laughs> I have no comment at this time. I saw the I saw the post. I have I have no comment at this period in time. I res, I respect his opinion. Oh boy, yeah. Well, I, I I'm going to add the, the the different bands in in, in for the the music to to the show. So with that being said, update on Coach Dooley, still a, a technical issue. Um, we're going to decide whether to maybe try to reschedule him. Um, we're going to push uh, Gary Qualls Jr. back to about uh, 11.45, so in five minutes. Um, we'll also add Coach Petaway on during that time because uh, Gary Qualls Jr., you know him being a, a running back at Alabama and them. So you see how we'll tie it all uh, in. Um, Charles, you were talking about uh, in the earlier segment, quarterbacks. And, and again, good morning to everyone in the chat room. There's some very interesting uh, discussions going on. You talk about SWAC Media Day, and um, I, I kind of add my little piece on there. I, I think the uh, it's still going to be a demand. Um, as far as, you know, getting the information in and out post-Coach Sanders. Again, that's why I said I've been in this game a long time, and you have as well. And it's always been interest. You know, Jackson State, Southern University, I mean, that's a robbery that speaks for itself. So, yes, the conference will survive. The interest will be there. And I just got a note. Um, okay, Coach Dooley is back in the studio. So I'll say this quickly, and then we'll go to Coach Dooley. Um, but when you're you're looking at it, the interest will be there. They're going to be still a lot of storylines. Uh, most of the teams in the conference will be uh, breaking in new quarterbacks. You'll have some established. You brought up the point about defenses in the conference, and it just seems like everybody has stepped up their game across the board in the conference. I was looking at Mississippi Valley State. Yeah. Some additions to, to their team. Southern yeah. University uh, additions to their team. Everyone has updated their roster. So it, it's it's a tremendous time and it's plenty of excitement. Let's um reintroduce Coach Eric Dooley here on, on the show. Coach Dooley, welcome back. Is it better? Good morning. Yes, sir. I can hear you guys loud and clear. I apologize. No, that's that's all right. Coach Julius, see, you, you have some adversity. You got to what? Work through it. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe in sudden change. You got to have a sudden change to be ready to go. <laughs> that's right. Well, I want to say again, we'll start back over. Um, you enjoyed a birthday yesterday, and that's always a great thing. Happy birthday. Let me ask you this. I, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How was the the day? Was it eventful? Did you enjoy it? I did. You know, I, I, as you get older, uh, to me, it's, it's just a blessing to know that you should, uh, you're around for another year. And and more importantly, uh, it, it's I I never put it about me, uh, mm -hmm. where I can impact someone else. I have another opportunity 
to uh, impact a, another young man's life or young lady for all that matter. So I truly was a blessing, but of course my, uh, my lovely wife and my daughters, they took care of me. So it was a, a great day for me. Well, I, I knew that was going to be the answer. Um, we're starting over again. Year two in the program. What are your thoughts on this upcoming football season at, at the helm of uh, the Jaguar football program? You know, uh, even starting off, I'm a very confident person, and, and I, I, I don't see myself going into something saying where I don't have a chance. Uh, but I do like where we are right now. I, I can't say that. Uh, some of the pieces we have been able to add, uh, I, I think the biggest thing I thought we needed from last year was depth. And now for the style of football that I like playing. So I, I feel that the assistant coaches had an opportunity to go out and get some depth. Uh, but uh, they're very confident and, and feel good uh, at this point where we are. Do we still have a lot of work to do? Absolutely. I'll always be pleased, not satisfied. Well, since the last time we talked, you've added, and we've had him on the show, um, Coach Willie Totten. And I, I thought it was very interesting, some of the – the conversation we we had talk about what coach uh totten has brought to this southern university football program well when you look at uh uh, uh willie totten you talk about experience uh you talk about knowledge of football but then more importantly you talk about knowledge of the conference experience within the conference you know being being a player former player uh being a coach in this conference uh, I think that brings a lot of value. Then just understanding that position because he played that position that he's coaching at a high level. How, but how, how important, Coach Julie? Because I, I mean, I know you, you can't have egos, and I know my ego sometimes gets me in trouble. But that experience as a conference you talked about, can you just relay something to him that maybe the fans won't understand? With, with Coach Totten being in this conference and, you know, playing the position, now coaching. Because he stated when he came on, it, it he coaches the room, but it's not per se the individual, it's the position. You know, I think that's a good analysis because when you start coaching the individual, then you become connected to that individual just personally. But when you coach the room, that means that when that, if that number one leaves out, there's no drop-off because you're coaching the room. We want all those guys to be coached the same way and understand what we're looking for within the system. Well, and another point, Charles and Coach Julie, he, to, to your point, he said one time they had four quarterbacks to get knocked out in one game. That was incredible. So if you teach the room, hey, the next person up, that was his attitude. Have you ever seen or was part of anything like that before the lose? four receivers, four quarterbacks in the game? No, uh, uh, fortunately, because I've always had a lot of receivers around. But you know what? I was a part of one of the Southern University football teams that when we went down to FAMU, we were to our third team quarterback. Uh, we mm. lost everyone. So I, I have witnessed that. And, you know, within this game, we always say you're only one play away, regardless of how uh, critical that play could be. But you're still just one play away because this game is so fast and physical right now. We're visiting with Coach Eric Dooley, head football coach at Southern University. Um, previously in the show, we talked about your staff. Um, your staff additions are, are complete. Um, I know you can't mention names right now until it's officially announced, but what were those positions 
uh, coaches that you added, if 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 you can tell us. I, yes, I have to add a, a defensive ends coach uh, on defense side of the ball. And then, of course, obviously I added uh, Coach Tyler as our quarterback coach, but then also I had to get uh, a wide receiver coach. Uh, but those positions are filled. You know, you're always happy when uh, – I, I guess I'm different, though. I'm a little different. I'm, I'm a swag guy. Uh, you know, a lot of folks say you, you elevate, you get promotion. My promotion is going to have to come from within this – this conference, this is where I want to be at. This is my purpose. I do understand my purpose, but those young men had opportunity to move on to a, a higher position of promotion. So of course I always welcome that. I don't want anyone to be around that. Don't have aspirations of, of wanting to be great. Coach Dillard, um, boy, when they found out you were coming on, they sent me a couple of questions. Then I'll ask one more, and then Charles Edmund, I'm sure, is ready for a question question or two to ask you. Uh, special teams, from the outside looking in, it seems like the majority of uh, those players are back. Talk about that, and then also they want to know um, uh, adding a backup, a backup kicker or, or punter, is that something that um, you guys are looking to add to uh, the special teams room? Well, you know, I'm excited about those young men that's coming back. Those young men, I thought, uh, com compete, competed at a high level. I mean, they do some great things. Our punter was fortunate enough to uh, graduate this past spring, so he's coming back for his last year as a graduate student. But both of those young men work extremely hard. Uh, and then when you, you – the excitement to know that you have a, a – I feel very, very confident saying that it, it needed to be that I, I'm confident enough that uh, – Griffin can make a 50-yard. Uh, if not long, he has an extremely strong uh, leg. Uh, and then when you talk about, you know, uh, a Robins, you, you, you want to talk a lot of great things. He, he can get you out of a lot of holes, but you hope you're not in the holes. You don't want to really be punting. I hope you don't play as much at all because we're not <laughs> punting. But he, he's an extremely uh, good weapon to have. I tell you that. The young man, can, uh, he's very passionate about what he does. So um, I'm, I'm extremely happy about that. Uh, when you talk about a backup uh, guy, I always look for guys to come in and compete. I, I, my philosophy has always been if you have one, you got none. So I'm always looking for guys to come in. But then it got to be the right guy, not just to say well, we have a guy. We need a guy that we feel can come in uh, if something uh, was to happen that we feel comfortable going with. So special teams, Coach, you're, you're, you're pleased and happy where you're at right now we got to get better there's no question about that i think we can take it to another level because of uh the experience and the uh uh the level the the, the ability that we have coming back within that position charles coach dooley good morning sir good morning how you doing i'm doing fine coach dooley i'm gonna get right to it coach it's july 15th who's your starting quarterback going against alabama oh, state oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, that's a, great, that's a great question. I have a great answer. Uh, we know that answer September the 1st. But, no, uh, right now, uh, Harold Blood is doing an extremely good job. He's the guy right now holding down the number one spot. And that's uh, that's nothing wrong with uh, saying that the young man has done a lot of great things through spring. Is is, is, is he a first-round draft pick? Uh, no one has a first-round draft pick. But the work that this young man is putting in and the things that he was doing – uh, you have to be uh, uh, pleased with. Uh, but then that that don't take nothing away from the young men that's behind you because those guys are working extremely hard 
to take that job as well. So I, I think we have a battle at quarterback, but uh, if I had to start a game today, it would be Harold Blood. Yeah, I want to ask you about Noah, Noah Bowden because he was at Grambling and I thought he really was ascending there. And of course he left with coaching change. He's, he, he's there on the bluff. How, how is he acclimated to, to this fast paced offense? Well, you see a different Noah now. You know, you're talking about a Noah that came on last year uh, and was expecting some big things because of uh, what type of quarterback he was. But the thing about it, he got in so late and it was so tough. He missed the, uh, the spring, he missed the, the summer, and he didn't get there until fall camp. And that's, that's kind of tough in that position to uh, come on and play. But I thought he made a lot of great strides this spring right here. You, you see the, the ability that he brings to the, to the quarterback room. And, and it's not going to make it easy. I, I can tell you that right now. It's not going to make it easy. Well, Coach Dooley, since we're talking quarterback, and uh, Charles, uh, I'm going to be like you, get straight to it. Um, <laughs> in the fall camp, you expect competition, but um, had a chance to, uh, on this show, talk with Jalen Woods. The two young freshmen, boy, the future looks bright. Uh, talk about those two freshmen. Um, how they're getting acclimated to uh, the college level? Well, you you know it, it's always new to them. Uh, you 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 were that 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 superstar in high school that quote the guy, and, and now you come and you see guys just as talented as you are. But you know those young men, uh, they're gonna work extremely hard. We're very very pleased and excited about having those two guys right there. That's not often that you get an opportunity to get two young men of that magnitude to come in at the same time and we was fortunate enough to get that so i'm excited about what uh what these young men bring to the table and they, and they understand it uh it, it's a battle uh i don't i don't i don't start seniors i start players that makes us better so it don't matter what's your classification if you're capable of getting the job done then that's what's going to take place well coach julian you're smart i was going to ask the next question was after fall camp the, the quarterback that performs the best in the fall camp, they will get a chance to be the starter. Is it open up for everybody? Because oh, you, you know, uh, and, 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 and let me be real, real clear. A guy that comes back that was all conference, he had to perform. He was all, he, he made all conference of what he performed last year, not what he's doing now. So now that competition always open up. I'm a competitive guy. I feel that you, you cannot just say, well, you know, you can lock, lock down some guys, guys, the way they ended up. But now this starts a, a whole new uh, chapter, a whole new opportunity. You cannot tell that young man you lost the job or you wasn't here. So it's impossible that you're going to be, become a starter. And you come here, you may just be just as good as anyone that's out there. So it, it's, it's open evaluation. Uh, it's a fun time for me. I, I love it when it's competition time because it brings the best out of a lot of guys. And, and I think we got a lot of competition in each room that we have uh, on this football team. So I'm excited about this fall camp. We're visiting with Coach Eric Dooley, head football coach at Southern University. Now, Charles brought up uh, the defensive side of the ball. And once again, we were able to talk to some of the, the pieces that uh, you guys have brought in defensively. This was a defense last year in the top three. Forcing turnovers, tops one of the top teams in FCS. Defensively, this team seems to have added the pieces to make this defense even better. 
Coach Julie, the defensive side of the ball from D-line, linebacker, to the back end, added pieces. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll tell you this here. You, you, you made a statement that uh, doesn't sit well with me. You say that they finished in the top three. Uh, I got to hear the statement that they, they were number one. That, that means so we still got some work to do. We got a lot of work to do to become that team, the unit that we want to be uh, become. But I, I do think we added uh, added the pieces that give us that opportunity. And I'm very, very excited about uh, what Coach Miller is doing with the defense. I, I think the guys understand the defense a whole lot better. I, I think you're going to see a better defense this year. And, and I can say you're going to see a faster defense this year as well. So I'm excited about those guys coming in. We're able to go out and uh, assistant coaches was able to go out and recruit some guys that I, I thought brought a lot of value to us. Again, uh, we got more depth on that side of the ball as well. And uh, we had a host of guys that was coming back that uh, that we felt real good about. So now we just added some more pieces uh, to that puzzle to make us a better defense. And I'm excited about it uh, this fall. Well, Coach Julie, you're an offensive guru. Boy, now you're talking about competition and, and, and practice. The defense is going to try to get the ups on you. So I love the word comp competition. Um, back to the offensive line. We, we had a couple of comments, questions about the offensive line. Um, you bring some people back. Of course, you lose black. But once again, through the transfer portal, junior college ranks, and on the high school ranks, but more so the first two, you were able to add some pieces on the offensive line. Hey, absolutely. And I'm extremely happy and pleased about that because I think we got numbers, uh, you know, and I feel real good about that. We're bringing 17 offensive linemen to camp uh, and, and, and may have just gotten a, a, a great response from another young man where it may be 18. So I, I feel real good with that. But, you know, the biggest signing that I thought we got was uh, Kyrie Wade was afforded another year. I thought that was yeah. Almost like a, a signing to me because you're talking about experience coming back, experience within the conference, and uh, so he brings the wealth of knowledge back for us. But uh, got some guys coming back that I feel real good about. I, I think uh, right now we are two and a half deep. I'll say it at the uh, offensive line. But the thing that I like that's more pleasing than anything, uh, our third group of offensive linemen, uh, pretty much freshmen. Um, when you when you can have that. Uh, in your back pocket, I think that that that's that's a recipe for success. Charles, one question. We got time for one question for you, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up. I think I've asked uh, enough questions for for Coach, Coach Dewey. Well, yeah, I mean, I've talked with other coaches, and you could never have enough offensive linemen, Coach Dooley. Several years ago, the Braves played Arkansas, the Razorbacks, and Little Rock. We played the entire game with five offensive linemen because that's all we had. Five offensive linemen play the whole game, 80 snaps. So to your point, yes, you can never have enough offensive linemen. Let's talk about the transfer portal and how, how it's been good to your program and, and how you see this whole transfer portal thing going with the adjustments and they're trying to tighten it up and slow it down. How, how do you see it helping your program and where do you see it going in the future? Well, you know, I, I the way I look at the transfer portal for immediate help, something that you may have lost and you need somebody to come with some experience. Uh, I'm a guy that 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 truly like to develop players, but I do I do understand that the time that I'm in right now, that guys are getting, uh, well, I like to say they're getting men. So you cannot go and get somebody that doesn't have that experience. But the transfer portal gives make to me makes the playing field a whole lot. Uh, it's even now. 
You know, everybody got an opportunity. You don't have to say, I'm going to get good in three years. You can get good right now because of the pieces that you can add. But I'm very, very, uh, uh, very, very strict on how I add guys because I think uh, every piece don't fit. Uh, every good player don't fit uh, in a certain situations. But I, I still have that side of me that if that young man has some type of issue, uh, what can I do to affect this young man? Uh, because I, I always said you're going to be a former football player longer than you're going to be a football player. So what can I do to help this young man? And then at the same time, what can you do to help our program? In other words, um, everyone deserves a second chance a, a, a lot of times. Yeah, you know, it's just so many situations that we make. We have choices to make, and, and just a lot of guys just don't make the right choices. And you got to be very, very careful within that second chance that are given. You can't, you know – you want to give everyone, you know, outside it. And, and there's some guys that I come across that I, I cannot uh, bring to the program, but I, I got a relationship with them now, so I still can help them. I may not can help them under Southern University, but I can help them as a, a, a young man trying to steer them in the right direction. Do I have all the answers? No, but I, I just feel that uh, the Lord had me to uh, come in contact with you for a reason. So if it's not me coaching you, it's something I got to do to help you along the way. And, and I want those young men to understand that. Of course, I want everybody that I talk to to come to Southern University. But unfortunately, we only got so many scholarships. And speaking of that, I did notice you're still uh, recruiting the student, the high school student athletes. And um, previously, you've come on the show and you talked about having that, that, that balance. Because, you know, I come across and talk to – parents and and a lot of their concerns is you know they they want to back of course their, their their kids um but they worried about the opportunities now maybe being less because of the transfer of portal but you guys are still recruiting uh high school athletes i am absolutely i made several offers to a lot of high school guys i felt that i was able to go and get some uh transfer that that has more than six months left. They got two years. So now I have I have the experience. So now I can get the depth with the young guys and have them to train up under those guys. And now uh, at some point, I probably won't have to get as many transfers, maybe one or two just to fill some voice, some immediate voice that uh, that we may need. But I'm, I'm a big guy. I, I still think you got to go through the high school ranks at some point uh, to get those young men, to develop those young men, to give them the opportunity to come because Got some great football players in high school. Coach, I almost want to ask you a question about that little tip that you gave about a good response from old offensive lineman, but I, I I'll I'll stop there. You're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna give me the name, so I I'm not gonna worry about it. But the mind is wondering. Coach, we appreciate the time. Um, you know, we worked through the little adversity. That's a life lesson and a football and a sports lesson. You got to get through the adversity. And you got to be able to make adjustments. You got to make adjustments. Things you may plan one way, but you got to make that adjustment. So <laughs> I, I'm big on that. The one thing I, I, I can't say I'm going to be persistent. I, I saw your text, but I couldn't, I, I wasn't going to listen to it because I was going to find a way to get on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, uh, Coach Julian. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to. Uh, I think that's going to be a big impact player, uh, Gary Qualls Jr. He's been waiting patiently, so we're going to get to him. Coach Dooley, 
continued blessings to you and your family. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having you guys. Have a, a great weekend. All so we'll right. see you next Thanks. Tuesday. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> that was Coach Dooley. Now, I, I, I won't even take a time out right here because, um, you know, we're, we're kind of behind, but we appreciate Coach uh, Dooley uh, staying persistent and coming on. Um, Gary Qualls Jr. Yeah, that, that's the way I remember him. But he, he had another uniform on when I <laughs> I saw him. But I was amazed by the uh, talent and the way Coach Maynard utilized him. So for the first time to the Coles Brown show, Gary Qualls Jr. Good yeah. afternoon, sir. Appreciate the patience. But your coach, we had to we had to get him on. We had to get him on. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. How y'all doing? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm Carlos Brown. Of course, that other guy, Charles Edmund with the swag shirt. I don't know if you know him, know him, but he's a Grambling graduate, and he calls the games for Alcorn State. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he said it just as dry and as dead as you can possibly say it. But, hey, I, he, oh. he, he's, he, he's good with me, though. I, I remember him in an Alabama A&M uniform and just being utilized at Swiss Army Knife. Uh, hey, that, that, that's going to be something in that Jaguar uniform. Yes, well, yes, uh, Gary, let's get right into it. Um, interesting journey. Um, no stranger to the conference, but talk about your journey to Southern University. You've had a couple of stops, but uh, interesting that you ended up um, at Southern University. Um, it was Everything has been pretty good. Um, I really felt like it was my time to come back to the SWAT conference, like it felt like it was like a God calling, as in I still had work to do here back in the conference. And most of my goal was to come back to the conference and win another championship. Now, what attracted you to Southern? You know, was it um, Coach Dooley, the style of play, um, your knowledge and experience with Southern University? And did you say, hey, I can really help? Southern University, and then the fit seems to be uh, what I'm looking for. Really, in all areas, um, starting off with the culture. The culture is here is amazing. Like the fan base, um, the athletic director, everyone is it's great here. Like even being around the players, like having a championship mindset. Um, got to the championship last year, um, fell a little short, but now like the mindset right now where everybody is to actually win it, and also bringing in my leadership and my experience of winning championship is it helped it really helped bring along like everyone together so we all have one mindset that's all with coach dooley now follow up um you speak about those different aspects but um when you transfer in how was the bonding with your your, your new teammates was it quick and was it immediately you had a good feeling, and I'm sure you probably knew some of uh, your new Southern teammates from your past experience in the conference. Uh, it, was, it was pretty. It was pretty quick. Um, a lot of teammate, a lot of my teammates, they knew who I was, and I knew who they were too. But at the end of the day, like it just automatically we just clicked, and as soon as we got on the field, like we were just automatically bonding, like always hanging with each other or whatever. Charles. Yeah, man. I mean, just just this Southern offense compared to what you dealt with at Alabama and and what's what's the difference in terms of just the, the schemes, the schematics and all of that, you know, how you're utilized now compared to how you were utilized at Alabama A&M? 
Um, my job is also my job at the end of the day be a playmaker, be a playmaker and dominate on the field. Um, football doesn't change, but I really feel like being this offense can be we can be a whole lot more explosive. It's it's a whole really explosive um, offense. Gary, when they ask you, are you and some people already asked quarter uh, not quarterback running back slot receiver or running back first then slot receiver or both. Really both. Um, any if I if you need me to do anything, I can run, I can block, pass, catch, whatever, get the job done. That's that's always been my mindset at the end of the day, get the job done and you know, trying to win win the game. We're visiting with Gary Qualls Jr., um, transfer student athlete uh, at Southern University. Um Coach Willie Totten, you know, in my opinion, I think he's a great uh, addition to Southern University's football staff. What are your thoughts on, on Coach Coach Willie Totten? Um, I know he was there before I got to Alabama and m but I heard great things about him. Definitely him playing at Mississippi State and, you know, being a, a Hall of Fame player. Like it's just amazing just having that Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player around, around us and coaching us to be better and to win a championship. It just says a lot. You know, everybody don't get that experience. What would be your, and you kind of alluded to it earlier, but your, and I always ask uh, players when they come on, your, your your strengths, and then we'll come back with a follow-up question as far as what you think you have to work on or improve on, but your strength uh, as far as what you bring to the football team. Uh, my strengths to bring the foot, football teams leadership and also like just know just knowing the game, just having the experience of being on the field. Um, it just football, like I said, football is gonna be always football, but like always having a step a step ahead of my opponent, like watching film, um, putting the extra work in, in that such a nature, and just being an all around player, like catching the ball, running the ball, and blocking. As we see here, I think this was a kick kickoff return. Um, um, and uh, I believe this was, uh, yeah, on the NFL Network against uh, Morehouse uh, College, which you you had a, a very uh, outstanding game here. Here, taking it off um, oh, yeah. as a running back, great moves. And you know what? You run uh, very physical, in my humble opinion, and at the point of attack. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I always, I always been always taught you're gonna either be the hammer or the nail. So I'd rather be the hammer. Oh, we see that. That's a great move there. And if I remember that game, it was it was an outstanding game. And here we are on a handoff. Boom. Touchdown. I mean, I, I'll just be honest. And, and as I look in the, in the chat room, I think that's just another weapon that now you can uh, utilize here at, at Southern University. And the running back room, I'm sure you've met, you've met the other guys that are are yes. in there as well. Kobe uh, Dylan Sims, uh, Kendrick Rhymes. Boy, you got to be excited if you're a Southern fan. Yeah, so it's exciting. Um, I mean, we all come in every day, compete. I mean, we all got a good bond with each other. Um, anyone step on the field, like pick your poison. We all can do this, do this, all the same things. All can make an impact on the field. Now, look, Gary, that first game, Alabama State, you, you're no stranger to Alabama State in, in, in the Magic <laughs> City Classic. Um, for those who will be making that journey for the first time, um, Alabama State, the stadium, Charles has been there. He's told me how nice 
it is. But um, this will actually, will this be your first time being in that stadium since you play in the in the Magic City Classic? Yes, sir. Yes, it's my first time. I'm excited, too, ever since this first game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, less than 50 days away. And um, you guys, I'm sure, have peeked at the schedule. Then um, one of the uh, biggest rivalries in, in Southern's football uh, history, then Jackson State uh, game two. But then I got to ask you this. Alabama A&M comes to A.W. Mumford Stadium. In the month of September, I, I know you're gonna have you're gonna feel a special way about that one. Um, not really because I'm I'm gonna take every game one game at a time. Once we get the Alabama and once we get to Jackson State, that's when I really be have my focus on. But right now, my focus on Alabama State because we're taking one game at a time to get to where we need to be at. Well, well Gary, that means you're gonna sleep. Well, wait a minute, Gary. Alabama and them coming in. I understand what you're saying. One game at a time, win the week. But Gary, that when that time comes, <laughs> I, I know you're going to be ready. Yeah, yes, sir. Most definitely. Yes. Charles, go ahead. Fire our last couple of questions. There. Yeah, what <clears throat> we looked at some of the highlights. Obviously, playing with Glass. What What did you learn about just playing with him and just how that how that experience there uh, improved you as a as a as a student, a student athlete, and as a football player as you transitioned to Southern University? Because those were great times. I mean, we talk about some of the great quarterbacks in this conference. Glasses was one of them. You all won that championship in the spring. Talk, talk about that whole experience at Alabama and M and what you learned from that that you carry to Baton Rouge. Um, learning from McQuill was just being a general being a general on the field and just being detailed, like everything was equipped, was being detailed. Let's come to running routes, um, picking up blitzes, or reading the defense and all. Like, um, learn from Alabama and them was just compete every day, compete every day, no matter no matter what's going on, just compete because you never know. You can go from a one to a two, you can go from two to a three, or you just really one play away from being in the game. So just always be ready and just definitely being behind Jordan Bentley and. Trayvon Walters, sitting behind those guys, learning behind those guys, and just really waiting my turn. I know, like, my freshman year, I was really, you know, eager, you know the freshman, you were really eager to play, you really want to play or whatever, but I really had to sit back and actually watch and learn from those guys and see what it really takes to be dominant in this conference because both, both of them were dominant in this conference, definitely Jordan Bentley and Trayvon yeah, Walters. Yeah, I was going to say, Carlos, now, you know, Alabama a was in the East when we were in the East. Jordan Bentley – was a beast. He was an absolute beast at, at Alabama A&M. Probably one of the most underrated backs that we during that time in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Jordan Bentley was a handful, and um, so I mean, you know, hats off to him. So I mean, just I just want to throw that out there. We talked about Glass and Qualls, but Jordan Bentley. Don't want to forget him if you just want to go back in the past. Boy, the yeah, and, and Bentley. I got a chance to meet him and his parents at uh, Swag Football Media Day. Um, two, two quick questions. One, I'll take uh, Gary from the chat room. Um, let's see. Can you ask Mr. Qualls if he expects to be used as a kick returner this season? Uh, whatever, whatever they need me to be kick returner, punt returner. I'm there. Um, I'm, I have experience at kick returner, um, was very successful as a kick returner. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to the season. And Next question. 
Brian Fulford says, how many years of eligibility will you have? Uh, this is my last. This is my last season. So, most definitely, this is gonna be a great season. Well, with that being said, we appreciate you being um, choosing Southern University. You'll get a chance now to uh, experience the game day atmosphere, all of the the good food. We have a running joke whenever someone comes in on a visit. We ask them, uh, have they heard or have they visited the 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 blue chicken store? So I'll ask you that. Ha uh, have you? I haven't visited. Had <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a team funding or whatever, and I had um, the experience to eat, you know, eat the fried chicken. It was it was it was great. It was amazing. I had a couple plates of them, actually. Oh <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, I, I joked with you earlier this week about the humidity, and I think you told me. Yeah, it's more humid, but um, you're handling it well, yeah. the, the, the weather. Yes, sir. It's, it's different from Alabama, but you get the job done. I mean, it's hot. It's hot everywhere in the country. So, I mean, you got to work. As that would say, welcome to the Bluff. Uh, Gary, we appreciate the, the time. Much success this upcoming uh, year. And um, I'll get a chance to see you during uh, football season. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Appreciate you and go Jags. Thank you for having me. Thank me. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you for coming. Gary Qualls Jr. We'll take a quick timeout. Uh, patience is the word of the day. We were able to get Coach Duda on. We had to push guests back. Uh, Brian Fulford doing a bang up job um, producing today's show. By the way, our regular producer, Melanie, uh, she had uh, a death in the family. And um, our thoughts and prayers go, uh, Melody, Melody, she's up in uh, New Jersey right now, but she will re return. When we come back, patience. Coach Petaway has been patiently waiting. And then what we'll do then, we'll add Willa Brown as well at his appropriate time. Pat Riley. Oh, you leave Pat Riley alone. Pat, Pat, hold on, Pat. We're going to take a break. We'll be, we'll be right back, okay? Well, guess what? If he's talking to you, I'm shocked. You probably talked to the LA, but uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna talk some switch gears. We'll talk some uh, NBA with uh, Coach, <laughs> Coach Petaway. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvée. 
This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. function that's fam you marching 100 although they say marching 100 my god they have 400 band members i guess originally they they must have started with 100 members right brian fulford <laughs> good afternoon coach petaway and um good afternoon uh, yeah uh, okay uh oh pat pat riley says he he enjoys Coach Petaway, but Charles is, <laughs> is a smarty pants. Charge, you, you, Charge, you, 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 uh, you broke me up, man. I, I was, I was, uh, I was all composed until you called Pat. <laughs> when you called Pat, I lost it, man. I lost it. Hey, Pat. Look, Miami needs some help right now. Yep, yep, they need some help right now. So, so they better hope that they can bring in Damien. Else, uh, you know, our buddy's gonna—he's gonna be sad next year, man. Well, unfortunately, they, they lost too many pieces. They, they... Go ahead. No, 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 Coach Pettaway. Yeah, <laughs> you—I know you're gonna talk about Gabe Vincent, uh, Matt. Yep. Matt Strauss. Strauss. I yes. Now, Coach Pettaway. Now, you may disagree, but I, I think they were going to go anyway because they were able to financially improve themselves. Right, yeah, but here's the thing: who's gonna who's gonna replace them? though? 
they, they got to have they, they got to have some playmakers come in there to help them. Now, Dame, if they get little, it's over with. They they got the guy that they need that that can score from all three levels, and uh, he's definitely a playmaker. He'll make other people around him better, and so you know it, it, it would be great. But I hope that Miami picks up a couple more players because they need it. Yeah, See, I, the, I, the, I, the, I, the, I the depth will. is gone, and and guys that that are hungry, they're gone. Um, Coach, I, I just reading the tea leaves here, and I know this trade hasn't happened. With every passing day, I'm wondering slightly if this trade is going to happen at all. If Dame is even going to go to Miami, it is. That's true. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I hope it does, but it's just, just from afar, you're just wondering what, what is going on. I mean, who's to blame? Who dropped the ball on this? Was it Portland? Was it Miami in terms of gutting? And creating the salary space, maybe some players at Portland. I'm just trying to figure out why this trade has not happened at this point. Because as a fan, my guess was that it was this. I think that Jimmy Butler and Dane hoped this trade would go off during summer league and they would both show up in Vegas right. taking selfies yep. and showing off on social media, being the darlings of Las Vegas. It didn't happen. And I, I know Dame is disappointed it's not happened as of yet. We haven't heard from Jimmy Butler, but I guarantee you Jimmy Butler is is, is antsy right now. What, what has caused this delay at this point to where this thing is not? Because this thing could drag out. I mean, it, you know, it, 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 it sounds like it's not going to happen anytime soon. Portland is saying, hey, their GM said, hey, I made a mistake and I let Dame down and not getting him out of here sooner. But that being said, it's still about the team. And so right. where who went sideways? Is there any one blame to go around on this thing? No, I don't think so. I, I'm going to tell you what I think the problem is. The salary cap, uh, I, I think it's, it's difficult for them to work that contract into. I mean, they can't do it by themselves. So they need other people to make other it work. And, that, and I think that's where the problem is coming in. Those mm-hmm. other people are not moving like they should be in order for Miami to put two out to finalize the deal. But, but Carlos, I, I think I'm serious now. I like the Heat. I'm pulling mm-hmm. for them. But if they don't get Dame, I think the Heat's going to be in trouble. Well, I think I they're going to be that. in big trouble. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and, and I, I, I respect what you say and your knowledge of it. I'm here as I button up my uh, collar. I, you know, call me arrogant. Call me cocky. I've been called other things. It will get done. The latest information that I've gotten, they're much closer to agreement than people Good. think. Yes, but let's be honest. Needed. They they're going to have to add a third team. They were right, talking okay. about a fourth team. The thing is, hero for Portland. Portland's already loaded at that position, so they got to find another team who would want him. And that will be right. adding the third, the third team. Um, also, Portland wants at least four first-round draft picks. Right now, Miami is at three. That's a lot. Yeah, that's three. And, that's and a lot. If you know, well, to, to be honest with you, yeah, yeah. When Portland isn't serious, you know, because their general manager failed, he dropped the ball. 
this trade shouldn't be even being played. Portland should have gotten help from Dame. Dame's golden boot, but they did. And he's, he, you know, I understand from a general manager's position, he's try, he's got to try to get the most for Dame Lillard. Newsflash, he's not going to get above. Remember, I gave the, the example about a car; it depreciates as soon as you drive it off the the, the lot. Well, in Portland's position now, just my opinion, they probably try, try to need to get the best offer as they can. Have you noticed? There, there are no other offers coming from other teams. You know right. why? Because Damon's agent kind of put out a oh, good PR move. He's not going to be happy going anywhere else. Boston, no. Shame on Boston. Brooklyn? Brooklyn. The Knicks? Uh, you're just fishing, Charles. No, no, no. I, I, no, no, no. no I no, think New York would be right down the spot for him. He no, doesn't want to capitalize so much. He can capitalize so much in New York is unreal. But the question, the point is, he has stated it's Miami or else. He doesn't want to go to Boston. He doesn't want to go to Philly. He doesn't want to go to the Clippers. He don't want to. God, the Knicks. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, oh I, there, I'm, there's I'm a great up. Knicks fan. There is a great Knicks fan out there that we watch every morning that says, "Bring, bring the yep. Dame show to the Garden, and you got something." Stephen so A. wants him bad. Yeah, Stephen yeah. A. wants him bad. Look, yeah. look at my facial expression when you mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 Carlos, let me say this. This is just my opinion as a fan. There are some trades that are franchise altering. This is one right. of those trades. It's it's going to happen for Portland. Obviously, Dame's been there eleven years. One of the most you know loved Portland players that they've had there. That's going to change that franchise. Is it unique though? Haven't we? No, seen no, it's not unique. Years? No, mm-hmm. it, it. But if this if this thing isn't done right, if Miami doesn't get Dame, which a lot of people feel like, yeah, but I'm beginning to to question a little bit with every day it doesn't happen. I know you got to get other teams. I I, I get that. It's going to happen, Charles. If, if this doesn't happen, what is it going to look like for Miami? We know what it's going to look like for Portland. And jobs are on the line, too, now. I mean, Portland, I've, I'm reading the post, Portland did drop the ball. And their GM admitted he let Dame down. So mm-hmm. if you don't get max value for Dame, he's probably going to be out. You got Chauncey Billups, who's a second-year head coach. You got, you got some young pieces there. But if this thing bounces sideways, you're going to see a change in Portland. And for Miami – you know, Pat Pat Riley's very cocky. Like, hey, I've been through this thing a long time. That's why I love him. Yeah, I've been through this thing a long time. It's gonna get done. I, I hope it does. But I just, I just, I like Dame Lillard as a player, as a person. I love Jimmy Butler. We haven't heard from him. I wonder what Jimmy Butler's thinking right now, because he was expecting to have Dame on his hip right about now, and it hasn't happened. Right. Yep. 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 Let's see. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's, I'll, that's I'll, I'll ask Jimmy discussion. Butler. Yep. <laughs> I, I uh, Carlos, let me, go ahead. Let me. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Go ahead and finish with uh, with the, with Miami. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, 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 no. I I I just think, in my opinion, it, it's going to get done. What if if this doesn't happen, it's going to happen. And if it doesn't, he he's a maestro. Pat right. Robert has a backup and a backup to the backup plan. 
Do what do you think the backup plan would be if he doesn't get Dane? Well, I'm not going to indulge that with you right now. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mr. Hotshot. You know, something <laughs> But I will say this. They are other free agents. You notice they're just waiting. When one domino falls, hear me when I say this. You're going to see some other players. Oh, and by the way, Bryant, the center, man, he, I didn't know he was that big. Coach Petaway, yeah. I saw him yeah. in Bam in, in Vegas, and my, my goodness, that's a yeah. big pickup. And then Josh yeah. Richardson yeah. back. You know, they, yeah. They, yeah. wait yeah. when this plan goes through, and, and again, it's going through. You're <laughs> gonna see the you're gonna see the Ducks line up in the, in a row. Now, will Miami be the number one team coming out of the East? I still say Milwaukee's gonna be pretty darn good. Why is nobody talking about Boston and the move they made? They got rid of two dogs, and I think that's going to really – I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I, I think Boston is going to have a a, a, a period of adjustment. Coach Pettaway, yeah. what do you think? I, I think so, too, and I'm trying to scroll down to get to their roster, their move, but I losing Marcus Smart I think is going to really hurt Boston uh, more than they think or more than, more than some of their fans want. But when you look at – they lost Marcus Smart and Grant Williams. I, I think that's that's a big Grant Williams could be tough in the block. He could also stretch the defense by going out to those two players alone. I think will hurt Boston now. And, and, and in picking up, yeah, they they got uh, Porzingis, yeah, from from the Wizards. But I just think Marcus Smart brought that toughness, man. He brought that street mentality, Marcus. Smart should have been with Miami. That that's the way the way he plays. That's what Miami teaches and preaches. And and yeah. as a coach, I would have loved to have a player like Marcus Smart because I'd rather have that tough defensive minded person, that guy who, who who gets who cries because you lose a game. I'd rather have that any day than some of these guys that can just score the basketball. Man, you need that toughness in your program. And, yeah. and I know you all had Coach Duty on earlier. I guarantee you that's one of the things that he talked about being, you know, next man up, uh, mm-hmm. having the depth so that you can move on. That that that's that comes across in all levels of sports, whether it's on the collegiate, the high school, or even especially in the pro level. So even in football and basketball, you got to have tough-minded people in order for your team to be successful. And yeah. another thing that you all talked about earlier, so I've been, for today, now I'm getting a, uh, I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back because I'm getting better. You know, <laughs> I was able to click on early and listen to you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I had to give myself. <laughs> okay, when you all start talking about the six, uh, the SIC and Benedict mm-hmm. in football, let me tell you something. I think I'm, I agree with you, Charles, that I think the swag should look at scheduling more than more of those type teams because i'm gonna tell you something that alabama a&m if mm-hmm. you want to sell out schedule some of the people that were in the siac when i scheduled tuskegee for basketball people broke in the gym not out to try to get into the games <laughs> because they were sold out so as an athletic director when you look at when you look at uh, trying to uh, put money in your coffin, let me tell you 
something. Look at some of those people. Natural rivalries, natural interests of your fans. Like with us being in Huntsville, Atlanta's only four hours away. Play Morehouse. We got a big crowd. Play mm -hmm. Albany State. We got a big crowd. Play Miles College or Tuskegee. It's a sellout. Now, when we first joined the SWAT, I still kept some of those teams on my schedule because I was looking at the dollar. I want to impress the president. I want to show them that I could give you sellouts with some of these teams. So Tuskegee was always on my schedule. Every other year, I try to get miles to come in there. Then I look in Atlanta, try to bring one of those teams out of Atlanta into Elmore. We would sell them out because that's what our fans were accustomed to seeing, and that's what they wanted to see. We drew better with some of those teams than some of the teams in the SWAT. Now, you talk about Texas Southern, uh, until until they started uh, this thing to where they were actually winning, we didn't draw until they came in. I mean, until they got better. Same thing with Prairie View. We didn't draw until they got better. Mississippi mm -hmm. Valley, they came out because of Coach Stribling. Stribling brought them in. So there, there are advantages to playing those type of schools. And I think I'm like, I'm with you, Charles. I think we need to continue that because we are helping them and their budgets when we bring them in. And I just think that that's something that we got to look at in both football and basketball. Because I know in football, like we got Tuskegee this year for homecoming. Yeah. Well, even if we didn't play them for homecoming, that was going to be a sellout, almost a sellout. But now homecoming, it's going to be a sellout. Yeah. And, that, I, I, and that's I, the way it is. I agree, Coach. But I I, I do think I, I, I'm seeing some of the posts. When you do play down, and uh, Carlos, who was the, who was the scout – that we talked to a few weeks ago that that kind of evaluates talent for the draft. Oh, um, Coach Huggins. Yeah, he yeah, he he talked about that. How right. when you're playing up in football, it, it helps in terms of getting getting scouts to look at your players. And then but then on the flip side, it's unfortunate when you're playing down, it doesn't necessarily carry that same weight. And that, that's right. that, well, think, that's why you only play one, Charles. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it, but yeah. I'm just saying in terms of totality. And, and right. I, I also think, though, this is just my – you talk about Tuskegee. Alabama State, Tuskegee is natural. That should be right. – that game should happen in every sport every year. It just in my opinion, it should happen. Right. But, but quiet as it's kept, if you talk about playing Tuskegee in football for some of the other coaches in this conference, you gonna get your they run away. Yeah. Because <laughs> Tuskegee brings a pretty decent product. Yep. And if you don't come ready to play with that rock with the fan base that they have, and I don't know how well they travel or whatever the case, but if you if they're gonna they're gonna give it to you, they they they're gonna bring it to you. If you don't come ready to play, you're gonna lose. And that is that is not good in terms of the PR perspective of it. Tuskegee's is one of those programs um that I, I think is just, you know, Albany State, Coach Gray's gonna do a good job there in football for that program. If you lose those schools. It, 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 it's, it's a ding in more ways than one. So I think a lot of our schools kind of stay away from, not saying right. scared, but I think that it's a possibility you could get upset. And that's just the nature right, of the right. game. And, and Charles, in basketball, in, in basketball, it's Miles College. Fred Watson down at Miles, man, he's got them in the top 20 every year. That guy yeah. can coach his tail off. And I remember one year now, Miles, uh, Miles was undefeated in the SWAC in the exhibition game. <laughs> we only played them in exhibition, but they were undefeated. So you have to be careful when you schedule people like that. And and 
If you schedule Fred Watson, he will clean your clock in basketball. I'm telling you that right now. He yeah, knows well, what he's doing, and he's been doing it for years. Well, with so, that being so I, I agree with you. Well, with that being said, um, Brian, we could bring in uh Willa Brown, who's associate AD at Fort Valley State, and that's perfect, perfect timing. Now, for the record, I did say I couldn't speak for the fans, but I would rather see uh, Albany or Fort Valley State at the Pete Richardson Classic than a Lincoln, California, who, by the way, for those who will laugh at that, they're on quite a few. FAMU, and I think they played Texas Southern or playing Texas and Southern University. I'd rather see Fort Valley State. Who I did see at AW Mumford Stadium. I did see Miles, and they made a great accounting of themselves to uh AW Mumford Stadium. Wheeler, good afternoon. Mm-hmm. What can Brown what can Brown do for you, sir? <laughs> good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. How's everybody? I'm I'm, I'm fine. You, you see the conversation we're having. Uh hey, jump jump right in it. Um hey, well, yeah, to be honest with you. Carlos and, and, and Charles and Coach Petaway. I ain't oh, playing none of them. I ain't well, playing none well, of them. Wait a minute. Why not? You know, and, and my my rationale is very simple. You know, I mean, from a basketball point of view, if you have any aspirations of taking that step to the next level, you know, in terms of strength of schedule, things of that nature, you know, you're mm-hmm. only going to damage those possibilities. When it comes to that, I mean, if you're looking at it strictly from a gate performance point of view, then sure, that's that's great, you know. But as Charles was saying, you know, you playing some of these guys that are liable to beat your tail at the end of the day, and the last thing that you want, scrimmage or otherwise, is to lose to a D school or D2 school or D3 school or somebody in that in that lower level. It's it's not a good look, you know, and it's, it's just not a chance that you really want to take, you know, if you have aspirations of trying to get your D1 program ultimately to that to that next level. Carlos, I'm going to share a quick story with you. Coach Petterwick has got a lot of stories. One year when Dave Whitney was the coach, we were undefeated in conference and through the halfway point. Our by Monday, we took a trip to Morris Brown. <laughs> we took a trip to Morris Brown in Atlanta. And Morris Brown not only gave us the blues, Carlos, <laughs> Morris Brown beat us. And those fans were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl, Tennessee. like they won the national championship. Yep. And they should. I'll never forget it. And I, I'm sure Braves fans probably remember it. I'll never forget it. I mean, they were dancing. Uh, they, they they raided the court. I mean, we had, that was one of the best teams that I've seen in the 30 years I've been there. Of course, with Coach Whitney, you knew. But we just didn't come to play, and they did. And a game right. like that, even though it doesn't make a difference now, those are the type of things. I think those type of games now – would mean a lot more. Even back then it did, of course, for Dave Whitney. Of course, we had a great team. But those are the things. We played at Morris Brown. We played at right. Morris Brown and lost. That, that, and so that, those that are the type of things you got to be weary of. Now, probably that won't happen now. I mean, wait, wait, wait I a minute, y'all. That was a mistake. Why, wait, wait a minute. Why are you playing in Atlanta? 
Well, why, I, I think why, it was, why are you going there? Well, I think it was an alumni thing. I think, you know, we have a good alumni base in Atlanta. Oh, and, and, okay. I, and I do think, and God rest his soul, but I do think Coach Whitney thought, well, it's just Morris Brown. Our alumni, we got a great <laughs> alumni base. It makes sense from that standpoint. And we had a great team. Right, and it we could have been a coach. Team. He probably was been. confident that we can go to Morris Brown and, and get it done. And we did right. get it done. And right. so that's, you know, <laughs> you don't see that. But I don't think Morris Brown has hosted a SWAC team. But we mm-hmm. we took that chance. It was a Bob Monday. What the heck? We were really right. good. Boy, oh, we didn't get it done. Day, at the end of the day, day, that, that kind of day, on you today. Now, twenty years ago, day, day, you cannot you cannot allow emotions to get the best of you. You know when you're talking about these things. You know, and on a I Monday, mean, in your mind, in your mind, you're saying we should be able to clean these guys' clock at any time. You know, you I got. 63 scholarships, he has 36. You know, my football budget is X, his football budget is Y. You know, we have the depth, we should be killing them at every turn, that sort of thing. I mean, if if you listen to yourself, you know, make those quote unquote (laughs) arguments for taking that step, you can easily talk yourself into making that move. Very, very Mm. easily. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, very, very easy. But until you've been on the tail end of one of those beatings, you know, from yeah. a lower level school, you know, you have no idea the blues that you will catch, you know, from alums, from the people on your campus, from the president's office on down and otherwise, you know, for, for making a call such as that. So yeah, it's it, just something yeah, to it, think about. Yeah, but but, but really, uh, uh, Mr. Brown, it is tough when you do that and you lose. But but the, you you look at the other side. If if I lose that game, okay, why is that Division Two program so close to us? Maybe I'm not getting enough in my program for me to separate myself from them. So no, you don't want to lose the game. But if you're looking at the gate receipts, sometimes those matchups bring more money than a team that your fans are not familiar with. And I understand and, and you what are saying. correct. You-, you you are definitely you are definitely correct on that part, Coach Petaway. No doubt about that. But you know, bottom line is this, especially as it pertains to maybe a football and a basketball point of view. You know, at a lot of these D two schools, you know, you're talking about Division one talent. You know, correct. there's no if ands and buts about that. You're talking about kids who uh, have transferred in from elsewhere or maybe swept under the rug somewhere or that sort of thing. When you talk about ones against ones, you know, you are almost, quote, unquote, on an even keel from a talent point of view. You know, Mm -hmm. now the difference becomes, you know, with depth and resources and, you know, things of that nature. Uh, But, you know, if I'm a D2 coach, you know, I can't win on a D2 level without D1 talent. You know, and and most of the schools that you play, you know, that are good on a D2 level, you know, roster stock with with D1 talent, you know, transfers from here, there, and and wherever. So, you know, if if you think from a coaching point of view that you're going to play a D2 school and you're going to be facing, for the most part, D2 talent, then you're just kidding yourself in in the long (laughs) run. 
You know, I, I love this discussion because you get it from an AD perspective, a coach's perspective, and then Charles from his perspective. And I'm kind of looking at the uh, uh, chat room and, uh, boy, the discussions. Man, the Jackson State and the Southern fans are going at it. Uh-oh. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's no surprise. Wow. But, you know, um, you're, yeah, uh, uh, they they just go after it. It, it could be – you could be playing Tillywinks and backgammon. They're going to go at it, and they're going to go hard. But the discussion here, you know, you get in a different perspective. Um, my quick story, I, I, I remember, of course, I said – uh, Fort Valley State coming in. Langston came in and gave a good accounting of themselves in football uh, against Southern University. Arkansas Monticello defeated Southern University. And um, from the fans' perspective, they were ready to run the coach off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that coach ended up – he did end up getting run, uh, ran off. Uh, but yeah, you anyway. take a risk when you do it. You yeah. take a big risk when you risk do it. Risk reward, yeah. right, Coach Petaway? But again, yeah. I, I'll stand by my statement, and we're gonna do a quick analysis right now. I, I, there's a couple of Southern Knights in the chat room now. Even if you say play Southeastern or Nickel State, by the way, and I got a little nasty email about playing Nickel State, which is an FCS. Some of our fans, specifically some of Southern fans, they hold their nose up to playing those type of teams. So look, go Wheeler. I don't know. You, what do you do? You know, somebody's going to complain about playing a SIAC member, um, playing a, a Lincoln University out of California. Never heard of them until like six months ago. Hmm. What, what do you do? I mean, you know, pretty much Carlos, you damn if you do, damn if you don't. But oh, uh, I mean, okay. you, you have to take and weigh everything into consideration. You know, you have to look at what is the ultimate goal of your program? If you're, if you're, if the aim of your program is to be a national quote unquote contender, you know, then you got to schedule from a national point of view. You know, mm-hmm. you have to leave the comfort zone of, you know, uh, uh, my brother's keeper and all that sort of thing and stuff. And, you know, you got to be willing to take those next steps to go out there and ultimately challenge those big boys on the FCS level, you know, and and go at them to get a feel for where you want to be, to get a feel for, you know, where they are. What is the true difference between my program and a top 15 FCS program? I got to find out, you know, and then, you know, I have to start making the improvements necessary in order to try to catch up if that's the goal. You know, if, if we're right. going to continue to be a mom and pop corner store, you know, then by all means, let's play mom and pop competition. You know, let's make the people happy, uh, you know, that want to see us play, you know, the D2 schools and, and things of that nature. And let's go at it from there. But it's all about your philosophy from day mm-hmm. one. What is it? Where is it that you are trying to take? your FCS Division One program, you know? And, you know, once you decide that, then you can make the plan accordingly in terms of moving forward. But I don't right. know that, you know, a lot of folks mm-hmm. say you can serve two masters. I don't know. 
You know, no, you I, can't. I, I don't know. No, you can't. I, I, I don't. I don't know. You don't love know. one or hate the other. So you know, but you <laughs> gotta, you gotta put that goal. You gotta put that goal out there in terms of what's the goal of your athletic program. People, you gotta try to get people to understand that. You gotta put the facts out there. You know, so that they see exactly where it is that you're trying to take the program. They know exactly what it's going to take in order to get there. And either they're going to sign on to be a part of, of where you're going with this thing or or they're not. And we're going to try to keep it moving from there. Yeah, but Mr. Brown, let me ask you this now. In the history mm-hmm. of Division One basketball on the HBCU level, we have never, to my knowledge, Charles, please help me, have we ever had a team to get an at-large bid? And probably in never basketball. will. No. Right, and right. Probably, so, and, and Coach, and Coach Petaway probably never will. You right. Know? So and that's, that's if, why. That's why. If, go ahead. If, okay. If you're not going to get the automatic bid, if you're not going to get the automatic bid, our goal should be to win our conference championship, to make it to the big dance, right? Those should be your top two goals. Now, in between – we should be making some money. Now, if I can make money by guaranteeing you as an AD, I can sell out this place out of my four games that I can play non-division one, I'm going to take one and I'm going to give you another sellout at home. I think I should schedule that game. I think I, I should I schedule that game. Coach Petaway, I understand exactly what you're saying. If I, if I if schedule I got, that one game, that's one less game that you're going to make me schedule to bring – Money on the road, getting my head and my kids embarrassed. Well, let's so say that's if how I, I look have at an opportunity, if I have an opportunity to beat a, a top 75 team, you know, and, and I know that this particular season, you know, we have an opportunity to run the table. We know we're one, one trick pony. There's no doubt about, about that. Right. You know, but, you know, at the end of the day, can we turn that 15th seed into a 14? Can we turn it into a 13? You know, and the only way that we will be able to do that is if we get our resume to the point where, you know, we've been competitive with a lot of these top 75 teams. You know, we may have messed around and beat a few, that sort of thing. So that, you know, at the end of the day, they're just not looking at us as the conference champion. You know, they're looking at us as a school that maybe, I'm not going to say may be able to make a run, but, you know, they're looking at us in, in a different light. You know, they, they, they're giving us the kind of respect that uh, is necessary in order to justify maybe getting us a seed higher. You know, maybe we, we're not playing Duke in the first round now as opposed to, you know, somebody else, but. You know, you don't know until you take a shot at it and, and try to go from there. And, you know, sacrifice is going to have to be made, Coach. There's no doubt about that. And when you're talking about uh, uh, trying to be an, an upper-level FCS program, ultimately, sacrifices are going to have to be made. And if that means that, you know, your basketball gate is going to suffer a little bit because, you know, you're not playing the Tuskegee's or what have you, you know, ultimately you have to sell that as an AD, you know, to your fan base, to your folks, that sort of thing. 
y'all got to look at this bigger picture that we're trying to, you know, accomplish. And uh, and and hopefully they'll buy in, they'll get on board, and and we'll try to we'll try to keep it going from there. But the last thing you want, coach, is to run the table in your conference and you win uh, uh, the conference championship, going away that sort of thing, and then you wind up being a 16 seed. You know, well, when you could have had when you could have had an opportunity out there somewhere, you know, to maybe turn that into a 14, you know, or, or, or maybe maybe turn that into a 13 or what have you. You know, one game, from, I don't from, think it's going to change. From my that. point of view, and it may not, and it may not, but that we definitely know that that one loss will. Well, you lose to that one D2. You lose to that one D2 coach, it yeah, don't matter that you run the table in your conference. It don't matter. Well, the well, well, commissioner be, has talked about this. That's going to be, this. I, I, that's gonna be the topic of discussion. I, I asked the commissioner yeah, Carlos about this, and he, of course he's on the D one committee, so he he knows this better than anyone. And I asked him this past this past spring at the SWAC championships, what is it going to take for us to get it at large? And I think we have to step back and and understand it's about the conference as a whole. It's not mm-hmm. just about one team; it's about all twelve mm-hmm. teams. So all twelve teams have to get on the same accord in terms mm-hmm. of scheduling. And all that's going to be tough. And, and it is going to be tough. You can't mm-hmm. have two or three teams go one and 13 in our conference, and the only win was against an NIA. We all mm-hmm. have to schedule along the same plane, and we mm-hmm. all have to do well collectively as a league to elevate the conference. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's who, that's, who the, that that's where it starts. Yeah, but who we said that? Who said that 10 years ago? We said it ten, and it still hasn't happened. Unfortunately, I would love to see an at-large and an automatic. I would love to mm-hmm. see it, but mm-hmm. we, it's not going to happen until we get all on the same page, all twelve teams, and mm-hmm. every president, every CFO, every business manager has has different agendas. So, mm-hmm. as a coach, you listen to your AD, who's listening to your VP of Finance. That's where you got to listen to, because they're mm-hmm. the ones counting your money. And determining mm-hmm. your budget, and so I, all mm-hmm. of that plays into it. And, and, and yeah. I guarantee you, in the SEC, for all the back and forth that we see in public, privately, those ads are all on the same page. And that's why mm-hmm. in November, December, they get quality wins out of conference. And that's why in March they get seven and eight teams in the big dance. They're all mm-hmm. on the same page. Mm-hmm. We all need to be on the same page if we mm-hmm. want to even think about an at large. Unfortunately. That's not on. That's not on anyone's agenda other than us. And that's true. Right. 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How can we? That is a sad statement. Well, I'm just. Ten, I'm, ten, I'm, ten I'm, years. I'm, we're still I'm talking. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not calling anybody out. But when you talk about that. Call when them you talk out. about the that. The conversation is right Senator here. Call them out. Yeah, it is. I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying that the conversation. The conversation. I would hope that I would hope that at some point in time, and Charles, you are absolutely right. I would hope that at some point in time, maybe Dr. McClellan or somebody comes up with the formula. Okay, that will help finance some of these lower tier programs, you know, mm-hmm. to the point where they can start to change their mindset 
from a scheduling point of view. You know, if 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 somehow you know the deals that are being made, uh, uh, you know, if if they can allocate some funding, you know, to some of those lower tier programs, on the premise that you know these funds are used to improve your men's basketball scheduling, improve this, that, and the other, you know, so that we as a conference can rise or start to rise, you know, maybe maybe that's part of a of a possible solution you know but if we're just waiting for the president to just decide that you know we're going to get in line and do this and we're, we're we're waiting forever because they all have different philosophies each campus has a different philosophy in terms of what sports mean to them some of them just want to get through the season get through the scheduling that sort of thing meet ncaa requirements get that little penny ante check you know, from, from the NCAA for sports sponsorship, that sort of thing, and keep it moving. And then you've got your other programs who are, you know, trying to make an attempt, you know, to fund this thing the right way to the best of their ability, you know, and, and trying to progress and trying to keep it moving and, and, and go from there. But you're right, Charles, you know, the haves are being held down by the have-nots. And, you know, at some point in time, you know, the haves, along with the conference office, you know, have got to come up with some kind of a formula to where we can help some of these have not uh, attempt to take that next step in order there to is move no, the entire there is conference a formula. forward. There is a formula. Mm-hmm. The commissioner talked about it. These quad one wins, these quad two games. There is a formula out mm-hmm. there that he has talked about that he has shared mm-hmm. with the membership. But again, he's just the, the commissioner can only recommend. It's up to mm-hmm. the presidents, the ADs and coaches to be able to, to do it on the lower levels of the atmosphere. All the commissioner mm-hmm. can do is recommend what it takes because he knows what it takes to protect. And he even told me, he said, hey, we're in, we're on the way. We're starting a, a, a positive leaning in the right direction to try to put ourselves in position for an at-large bid, but we're a long way to go from that. Mm-hmm. He says a couple of teams are doing it. I think we, can, we know those teams in the conference hey. that are playing the type of schedules. We Texas Southern is one. We can we can say that Texas Southern mm-hmm. is one. You know, mm-hmm. but they have to do that in order to fund that program, which is which is mm-hmm. well stocked with, with several coaches and all that. We we get that, but all twelve teams have to do that, and all twelve teams have to win their share. The other part mm-hmm. of it, the other part of it, we talked about playing down. Nothing wrong with playing the, the Tuskegee's of the world. We talked about it. How it looks great. It fills up your arena. But when you look at the resume, the resume, they're going to look at the D1 wins and the non-D1 wins. Right, right. How that's going to impact in the bigger – see, what we talk about in November and December, what we don't do impacts us in March. And where I have an issue is we don't talk about it in November and December. But when Mm -hmm. March Madness rolls around, we're mad, we're angry. Why did this not happen? Why is it that we're not here or there? Why is it we're not seeding higher? It's because of what we didn't do in November and December. No one's talking about mm-hmm. it then because that's football season. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's okay. But in March, when we griping and belly aching and complaining, the, the script was written back in November and December. We weren't Correct. talking about it then. You and I, Carlos, are the only ones that talk about basketball in November and December, mm-hmm. and we follow the non-conference schedules along the way. But then in March... When when football's over with and there's nothing to talk about, now we talk about March Madness. The script was written three months ago. 
three months right. regional play, regional play, and yeah. they don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like, like we just talking about, they don't want y'all playing Southern Louisiana and all those teams. Regional play because you got a better chance of beating those than you jumping up against all quad one teams. That's not going to work. You gotta you gotta beat some of the the, the the regional people in in your area. Those quad two wins will help your resume also. You cannot load up on all quad one. Quad one is where the big money is. And that's what these administrators are looking at. And that's that's why they're sacrificing these teams. You go out there, you win all, you get all that money, and your, your butt still do not get an at-large uh, bid because you got all these losses. You cannot do that. Mm. Well, I, I, could, I could point it out. It's a sad thing. The script looks the same 20 years ago yep. to now. 30 years. Yep. Okay. Well, let's go forty then. <laughs> um, but but then I I wonder the discussion that we've had is that how Will and Coach Petaway some of those inner AD meetings go. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. b- 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 because the, the bottom line is everybody has a boss. I understand that. That's why you gotta have it in your contract. You do your own schedule because your yeah. your AD can scare your butt out of a job. And, and, and then, <laughs> out of the job because he's looking at the bottom line. And, and yep. then the AD, right, and then the ads they have a boss, and that's the CEOs, the presidents, the chancellors, who to yeah. me, and I said this years ago, their expertise is on the academic side. I had one to tell me on the show locally that they don't get involved in the inner workings of the athletic department. That's bull crap. They do. They do. And Charles, you know, one of the guys who was on the board of supervisors. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's just a sad state of affairs that we still have the same script 30 years from then. And in between Wheeler and Coach Petaway and and Charles to talk to the different uh, aspects, you got to schedule smart. You got to schedule smart. And there's a way to achieve those goals but i knew the butt was coming but but when you hey, look, when, when you meet with your finance and they tell you coach you got to bring in seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in guarantees seven fifty how much mm-hmm. how much are they bringing in right how much how much are they bringing in? i get that part of it i get that part of it but i guarantee you every ad is telling their coach hey coach this is the number you got to yep. bring in. So now right. you got to look and at playing the UCLA's. That's it. That's it. You're, you're, yeah, you got to look at playing the UCLA's, the Dukes, the Floridas, the Georgetowns, because their guarantees are going up. You're going to get $75,000, dollars $100,000 for playing Michigan State, maybe one twenty-five dollars if you, you, know, if, but, if you but negotiate. The is, but, but, but the key but tell is, me the how key many is people are at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Carlos and Charles, the key is getting that 750 in as less games as possible. That's the key. Yep. That's but the key. The you know, you may have, you may, let's say you may have 10 out of conference games to play with. I'm just throwing that number out there. You know, mm-hmm. if I can get that 750 in five games, hey, then I want to try to make that happen. If I get that, that 750 means you're playing in Kentucky, you're playing games, Duke. You're playing Syracuse. You're playing Michigan State. You're playing Notre Dame. They're going to give you. They're going to give you a hundred thousand a pop. 
Yeah. Pretty much. Now, there's no ball of swag now. Hold up. ball of swag. I'm telling you that now. I'm telling you from a schedule standpoint. Coach Petaway, they lowball they low everybody, Coach Petaway. And if you're right. going to get the money, if you're going to get the big money, you got to travel for it. They're going to yeah. pay you to go out to USC and UCLA. They're not going right. to pay you to go to the state next door. Right. Or the that's state true. That's school true. down the street. They ain't going to pay you to go to Mississippi State or, or University of Mississippi. You're not going to get paid. When I was at A&T, we played Duke one year, and this game was scheduled before I became the AD. They gave us $40,000. Right. That's what I'm talking about. They lowballed. 40000 yep. Duke. Right. 40000 because we were going 35 minutes to play. And you'll, and you'll lose revenue because here we go. What interest is me? I, you know, loyalty, I understand. But if I kind of mm-hmm. come and see a team that's mm-hmm. 1 and 12, yep. mm-hmm. there's no enthusiasm at all. So, so yeah, I, I just think we just got to be more reasonable and schedule with them. And I hold the chances and the presidents. Yes. Stay on the academic side. Let the experts <laughs> handle the athletic department. And and you, you, okay, we're, we're we're over time, but I guess you're right <laughs> yeah. And Carlos, I'm up here in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. I'm up here in Greensboro for the Mosley family reunion, and I think they're waiting on me, so I, I know I'm gonna have to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Eat just some good old family reunion food, there, uh, Coach Petaway. But um, we'll have you back next week, and we'll continue right. this um, this this conversation in the chat room. Please keep this discussion going. I, I, I just need my I need my chance and my presence to, <laughs> to 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 come down a bit and work with the athletic directors, and let's just schedule sport. Because if you remember, Coach Banks, one of the few that came on the show and said, "Ideally, what you guys are saying, you're right." But what did he say, Charles? But we're not at that point right now. Yeah. So they've right. got to go out and schedule all these games. But I tell you what, it does nothing for me. But I appreciate the job that ADs, they have a tough job. And uh, I appreciate Willa giving that AD perspective, Coach Petaway uh, giving it from the coach's perspective. And again, boy, I wish I could be on some of these meetings. If, it, <laughs> if it's anything like what we were discussing, <laughs> It well, needs to be had. Charles, well, closing well, comments. Well, well, Carlos, right here at Alcorn, Coach Bussey hasn't played a home non-conference basketball game yet. Chambers. Every year he plays all his non-conference games on the road. Now, he does enjoy being on the road to a great extent because he has a chance to close ranks with his team. He has other reasons, and, of course, financial is the other reason. But it would be nice to play a non-conference game at home every now and again. The Lady Braves have done it. Coach Kilbert's going to make sure that happens. But for the men, not 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 the case. Coach Fedaway, close the comments. Well, I, I think this is a great discussion. We, you know, we're going to have uh, different opinions all around, but it's a discussion we need to have. Willa Brown, what can Brown do for you? At the end <laughs> of the day, Carlos, you know, the president's uh, the one calling the shots. And as mm-hmm. much as we as athletic administrators may want to go in another direction, uh, publicly at the end of the day, we're going to have to get in line and keep it moving in terms of seeing eye to eye with, with the president. I guarantee you that uh, a lot of times 
Uh, there's some lively discussions between presidents and ADs, but if the, if the president has a certain mindset and they want things going in a certain direction, you know, if you're the AD and you're going to keep that job, you know, you're going to go in that direction that the president wants to go in. And, you know, you're going to filter that mindset down to your charges, that sort of thing. But you're going right. to put that disclaimer on the back of that, Carlos, and let the let the uh, let your coaches know, you know, this is where we are philosophically. This is coming from the top. This is why we're doing X, Y, and Z, that sort of thing. And, you know, I understand you guys oh, may be at a disadvantage. But, you know, these are jobs that are few and far between. You know, people are standing in line to get these jobs in terms of, you know, coaching FCS football and, and Division One basketball and all that sort of thing. So you have to tread – and being an athletic director, but you're going to have to tread very lightly – in terms of how forceful you are in terms of putting your goal out there, in terms of putting your mission out there. You know, even at some point in time, if it comes to the point where, you know, you may have to seek employment elsewhere because the differences are are that great, you know, but it's hard to tell your wife, honey, I can't pay the mortgage because me and the president didn't see eye to eye on a guaranteed basketball game. What can Brown do for you? What can Brown do for you? <laughs> over well, under. Well, last real, one year. Real, real, real quick. I, you, you know, we've been around this league a while. Coach Petaway knows this. There has not been one SWAC basketball coach in the history of the SWAC, I don't think, that has been fired in November and December where they go 0-13, 1-12, 0-11. That's true. That's true. That has not – I think Byron Rim third at Prairie View was let go six games in the conference. That's the earliest I can remember a SWAC coach being let go. But mm-hmm. I have not – as far as I know, not one SWAC basketball coach has been fired for wins and losses in November and December, despite mm-hmm. the 0-13, 1-11, 1-12, whatever it is. That has not happened. And I think it doesn't happen because they, everybody understands, hey, mm-hmm. you're being thrown out to the wolves. Do the mm-hmm. best you can. Get ready mm-hmm. for conference. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> give a damn if you're 0-13. No, I do give a damn if you're 0-13. <laughs> you know, I, I, I guess my mind says different. That sounds like a big-ass excuse. Well, <laughs> and, and, and you made the statement before you're you're going to be fired because of what you do in the conference. But isn't it a time we should have coach? By the way, you coach, didn't you try to win those games out of conference? A game right. out of conference, game in conference, is still a G A M E. And I'd be damned if I would play twelve games on the road against guaranteed games every doggone year. And that's like me. I said, Carlos, most and that's, my, that's me, Carlos. And most that's that's my opinion. Okay. I will not. I will most. not. You will not make me play 14 non I move somewhere else. Games. Most coaches right. and most coaches you can don't have that have job, to, Carlos. Carlos, most you don't do that don't to me and my to. kids. They're given, they're given that dollar amount that they have to bring in, and now it's up to them to decide how we're gonna slice and dice this, how we're gonna chop this up. You know, can I give uh, bring somebody in for three thousand, four thousand to get me a win before 
conference season starts, that sort of thing. I tell my coach that all the time. You know, look, yeah. you got to bring in 800,000. You got 11 games to get it done in. If you can get it in seven, schedule those other four or five uh, in terms of wins, that sort of, even if we have to pay somebody uh, a minimum amount to come in, you know, so that your teams experience some success prior to conference play. Because if they yeah. don't, you know, you're going to suffer, okay, from that 0-12. It's going to wind up being 0-15 before your guys come around and say, hey, we should be beating these guys, you know. But we've already been stepped on and stomped on during the preseason to the point where our mindset is already ingrained in us, and it's going to take at least four or five games in the conference schedule before we get the mindset back around to, you know, we should be playing with these guys. You know, so coaches have a lot, they have a lot more say so, Carlos, than they're than they're letting on. You know, mm. no coach should no coach should have to play 11, 12 guarantee games. You know, then most of them are given a dollar amount. If they can get it done in seven or eight or what have you, then so be it. You know, schedule those other three or four non-conference games so that you experience some success prior to conference play. And then let's get moving and, and keep it moving from there. All right. Well, my producer's gonna gonna fire yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're 15 uh, minutes over, but it, it, it's an interesting <laughs> discussion. Wheeler, I could deal with you as an AD. I think you're flexible <laughs> in your mindset. Coach Petaway, our mindsets are just alike in so right. many ways. Um, Charles, we'll agree to disagree more often than we agree. <laughs> we polar opposites, they are trash. I want to thank Brian Fulford, all the guests, Charles Edmund, Coach Eric Dooley, Gary Qualls Jr., Coach Van Pelderway, Willa Brown, Brian Fulford, everyone in the chat room. Please, please keep the conversation going. <laughs> Until next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Until next time, peace and God bless. Ha <laughs> ha